Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adiwomi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I'm continuing the series on the Father's will that is written down for us in the scriptures. The Father's will includes the fact that we, saints of the Most High God, we have authority to police this planet Earth, to police the planet Earth. As saints of the Most High God, we have authority over all the spirits that are running around on this planet Earth, causing all those havoc. That is the authority that gives the Lord. Christ said, All power in heaven and on earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That authority is just delegated to the body of Christ, which is saints of the Most High God. And we have that authority over anything that is affecting us on this planet Earth. That is what God has been revealing to us. And I'm going to talk about the authority we have over physical death because the vision i gave in the earlier in the first broadcast i was saying the lord led me in a vision trying to call somebody back to life and in that vision the holy ghost took me to the other side in the spirit world where this fellow that i was trying to raise from the dead was tied to a stake and i went there trying to command the fellow to be released and when it, it was finally released, another voice was saying, Should we not ask the Father's will concerning this matter before we are let go? But the voice spoke from, this, from above and said, The Father's will is already written down in the scriptures. So that was how we are let go. And the boy, the man rose up and I woke up in that vision. God was through that drama of that vision telling me that the father's will concerning death has already written now we have authority to call anybody back to life and i went to the book of psalm 91 where god promised that with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation so we are to live a long life until we are satisfied when we are walking with god that is his promise that we can even see from that psalm 91 we are to live a long life and be satisfied as long as we are working with god he said i will satisfy with long life now we see many Christians are still dying young. Why? Because we are not exercising this authority. Even we saints of God that are trying to pray, to try to pray against the sickness or against the death or try to raise the person back to life, we are not understanding this authority and enforcing it and insisting it, insisting on our right. That insistence is very important. That was what the Lord showed to me in that vision. Because when I, when the Holy Ghost took me to the other side in that vision. And I saw this man was tied to stick, the man I was trying to raise up from the dead on the physical planet. And the Holy Ghost took me to this in vision to, to the spiritual world. And I saw the same person, but he was now sitting down tied to a stick. Now my first reaction was to, to command in an angry voice, angry voice that let this man go. And then my eye met the guy that tied him down. When our eyes met, and I saw he was kind of raising her uh, eyes, wondering, who are you to tell me that that's what I read from his eyes? Who are you to tell me to let this man go? So I kind of lowered my voice, but I still insisted that let this man go. Now, he now waved his hand as a permission for the man to go, and the man's chains were loose. Now, the first thing I learned from that is that we must maintain and insist on what we said. You can't back off and change your mind and say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that. No, you insisted, even though I'm now saying it with respect, but insistence is very important. There's a time when you yell, there's a time when you still maintain what you say. Say, I still want it done, sir. I still want it done this way. This is my will. 
and you maintain what you want and then the fellow know that you have not disagreed you have not agreed to let the man stay there you have said i still want this done even though i'm no more hearing and commanding but this is still my will that is insisting on our desire so that is what the lord is showing to me there and then when they now let us say somebody say let's ask the father's will and father god said my will is already written in the scriptures what is the will that we saints of most high god have the authority on earth that is what he's saying his will is already written in the scriptures we are the police on earth which means we have the authority to do what we say we want done so these other people in the in between that is the people in the spiritual world that are responsible for the death they have to do what we say so that's what god is telling in that vision my will is already written down in the scriptures we physical human beings we have authority here on earth and when we say it has to be like this the people in the between this in the spiritual world that are making death happen they have to do what we say because the father above is saying my will is already written down in the scriptures but somebody on earth must decree must decree must declare it must enforce it and the spirits in the in between must obey must do what we say but if we are afraid to decree it if we are afraid to enforce it or if we change our mind we are back and forth say that a double-minded person is unstable if i say he must leave and i change my mind i didn't say it again that means i'm not really wanting him to leave so we must insist and maintain around so these are the things the lord is showing to me in that with those two and there are many other visions where the Lord has said this. Let me give you another testimony. These are testimonies of how the Lord taught me these things so that I can preach this exhortation that Christ has actually abolished death. As the word of God said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. He has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. He has told me to preach this, and now we're going to preach it. And that is why I'm now making it a teaching where I want to refer to these Bible verses. This is what is planned at the end time for the manifestation of the sons of God. In Romans chapter 8 verse 19, Apostle Paul mentioned that there will be the manifestation of the sons of God. That is, we, saints of God, are come to, we come to the level where we understand our right as sons of God. And this is the thing I'm made to preach. I'm to preach and preaching it to on the radio so that you and I can understand our right as sons of God that we are to come to that understanding the knowledge of the Son of God is bringing this knowledge to us because knowledge is very important say add to your faith virtue add to your virtue knowledge so when we know what God has given to us that's the knowledge is teaching me and he taught me this thing by visions by revelations by all the drama I'm telling you so that I can be able to be bold enough to tell other people and also and insist it when I want to pray for somebody so that I'm not backing off, I'm not changing my mind. He wants you also to know that this is the knowledge he said we should add to our faith. While Apostle Peter was saying it, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 5. So beside this, that is beside what he has said in the first place, when he said, whereby we are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises. These are promises now. By this we might be partakers of the divine nature. This is the divine nature we are revealing that is telling us about that we are to be partakers of his divine nature. What is the divine nature of God? He has authority over all things and he has given to we human beings authority on earth over all things on earth. 
That's the divine nature. Christ came and demonstrated it or not, and then gave us the right and said, I've delegated this power to you, church of God. We are the church of the living God. We are his body. Now we are to be partakers of this divine nature. What is this divine nature? Christ demonstrated the divine nature when he was able to calm the storm. That is divinity. Divine nature of God. And he's saying this thing, we can also do the same thing because he's calling us to come and become sons of God. So Apostle Peter now in this verse, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, he's saying God has given us all these precious promises so that we may be partakers of this divine nature after escaping the corruption. We have to get out of corruption. That is the sin, sinful nature that Christ is putting an end to in our lives through the born again experience. Now we have to now know about this divine nature. And in verse 5, Apostle Peter went further that what we need now is to add some of these things to our faith. Beside this, giving all diligence, that is diligently seeking for these things, add to your faith virtue, that is substance, substance, power coming out of you. And to virtue, knowledge. That is what I want to, the part I really want to emphasize here. So what we are, what the Lord is teaching us in this exhortation that I'm describing here is just knowledge. Because knowledge will help us to be able to pray right, to be able to stand our ground when we know this is what has been apportioned to us by God. As Apostle Paul also said in another place that knowing what is freely given to us by God. This is one of the things that is freely given to us by God. They say, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. So this thing we are talking about is just knowledge. And when we know these things, then we can act right and insist on our rights and stand our ground. Because God has given us, saints of the Most High God now, authority on earth. And in that chapter 1 of Genesis, actually, is prophesying of the sons of God that we do it at the end of the world. And that is what the Apostle Paul was talking about in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 19 when he talked about the manifestation. That is we are going to have these sons of God we manifest at the same time and we are the sons of God as we are talking about and you and I, we are to come to that level we are to arrive at that level where we understand that is knowledge the authority God has given to us and we are no more afraid to enforce it, to decree it, to use it, to control spirits these are demons and satanic forces and principalities and powers but that are on this earth that are controlling this, that have been controlling this earth all along. We are to use the authority God has given to man that is in his image and we are, not, we are now coming to the knowledge of that authority to be able to use it. Romans chapter 8 verse 19 is what Apostle Paul was talking about. He said, for the earnest expectation of the creature that is in this planet earth is waiting for this waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. It is when we, children of these saints of God, the Christians, come to the level, individually come to the level of the sons of God, that we are going to begin to demonstrate all this authority over elements, over spirits, over death, over all those civil things that are come, the, happening upon the earth. That demonstration is what Apostle Paul said, the whole earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And he said, the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. And he went further in verse 22, that we know that the whole creation groaneth and travelleth in pain together until now. 
So not only they, but ourselves also, we shall have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wait the redemption of our body. So this redemption of our body is what he said we are waiting for. And the and that will be manifested also by the sons of God at the end of this. After everything is completed, our body will be redeemed. There will be no more death or sicknesses. But this is steps in that direction. I'm bringing some of these Bible verses that describe to us what is the position that God has given to us as sons of God and the position we are to come to. Because Apostle John in his, in his gospel, he said we are to become sons of God. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12 said, For as many as received him, as received Christ, to them gave he the power to become. Now remember he said to become the sons of God. Verse 12 of Gospel of John, chapter 1. Verse 12 said, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So we are to become the sons of God by the power of the Holy Ghost that he has given to us when we accepted Christ Jesus. Now how do we become it? You are to cooperate with the Holy Ghost, being washed by the washing of water, by the word. And as we live our life living in, walking in love, exercising our, our, our love muscles, exercising our faith, and exercising our obedience to the Spirit of God, obedience to the Lord God, we will become Son of God. Because the Son of God means sons of love. Because God is love. So everything that the Scriptures is teaching us is to make us become a Son of God. So when He ascended on that, He led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. In Ephesians chapter 4, this is the goal of the believers. From verse 10, 11, 12. Verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for one purpose, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13 is, is the critical thing. He said, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God. We have to come to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So what Apostle Paul is saying in that verse is that this ministry gifts are given into the church, to the body of Christ, to build everybody up, not just for the pastors and preachers, but it's for everybody that are called to be Christ, to be Christians by Christ. They are all called to come and be taught, to come and be perfected, until we all come to the knowledge of the Son of God. When we know him really and we know exactly how everything is and we are to be like that. Because that is what he's saying. We are to be like him, to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. But how you become, how you be like somebody if you don't know exactly how he, the man is. You have to know everything about him so that you can just imitate that. And the Holy Ghost has given to us to make us imitate exactly what he is. We are to become like him. So that is all the purpose of the church. Is to perfect the saints. And bring more people in as the work of the ministry. Edify us to come to the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. Because he is a perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the goal. And when we become a perfect man, that's this, that we now become sons of God also. And then there will be the manifesting of the sons of God. 
sons of love with power and authority. Authority is very important because that is the authority we are going to use to control the earth. Subdue the earth that God gave to us in the beginning. It has to be realized at the end. The sons of God has to subdue the earth by this authority that we have over all things, including over death. So that is what the Lord is pointing out here. And John chapter 5, Gospel of John chapter 5, in this chapter 5, the Lord was, the, was telling us something about his own authority, which is actually the authority that he is saying we sons of God we have when we become sons of God. Like I just mentioned, he put the ministry gifts in the body of Christ, in the church, to build all of us up until we have the knowledge of the Son of God and become Son of God ourselves. Because when we have this knowledge, we are to be like Him. We are to become like Him. Through the Holy Spirit in us, is to walk in us. That's why I say He's changing us from glory unto, the, unto glory as unto the image of this Son of God. We are to be, to be changed gradually unto that image. In Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, that we all with open face, we are, to, we are beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. We are changed into this same image from glory to glory. As we look unto the Lord Jesus Christ day by day, that's what we should be learning. We should be learning what He like. The knowledge of the Son of God is what the Bible calls it. We are to come to that knowledge that who, what is He like? How is He like? And that is what the ministry gives us to teach us so that we come to that knowledge, the full knowledge of the Son of God. And we are going to be changed to that image through the Holy Ghost now. That's what Apostle Paul was talking about in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. He said, but we, all, all of us, with open face beholding us in a glass. Almost like looking in the mirror, we are seeing him. And we are looking at ourselves and comparing. We are seeing the glory of the Lord. Christ is the glory of the Lord we are talking about. And we are changed into that same image. Not instantly. It's from glory to glory. That is not a sudden change and we are just like him immediately. No, it's from glory to glory as he's unveiling himself to us. Like veil that is upon our eyes is being removed gradually, and we are going to be changed into that by the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Holy Ghost in us that is doing this work, but we have to keep looking at Him, at Christ, and begin to shape on our life by that Word of God because Christ is the living Word. John chapter 5, in verse 25, the Lord now gave some of the things that when we become sons of God, we, we see that we have this authority. Verily, Verily I say unto you in verse 25 of John chapter 5, The hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Now the Lord used the word Son of God in that particular verse to make us to see that this is the right privilege of a Son of God. Anybody that become a Son of God. And since he demonstrated the Son of God, the, 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 the position, the level of the Son of God when he was on earth, he declared to us exactly what he said there in verse 25. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, which means he was right there demonstrating it. The hour is coming means there will be many more sons of God at the end time that will be doing the same thing. And now is means he is actually the representation of one of, the, of, of, of them. And it's going to do the same thing. When the dead 
shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. That when he used the word they that hear, which means you call individual person as you call their particular person because you have their number, they will come back alive. When he gave the number, that's exactly what he did for Lazarus in the book of God, Spell of John, chapter 11. He demonstrated that. And he just gave it to us in, the, in, the, in that verse 25 that this is not just talking about Christ himself as the Messiah. He's talking about the sons of God at the end time. That we will have the same right and authority that the day we hear the voice of any of us that is son of God and they shall live. They say, he that hear shall live means they will call individual person. This is not general resurrection now. This is not the general resurrection. This is individually calling individual person when the Son of God will call any person back to life. That's what he just mentioned here. Now you see although he went further in the in the next verses to that differentiate in verse 26 he says, For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. It is that life that is going to be quickening the dead. The life in the Father, he said, he has gone to the Son to have life in himself. That life that will quicken the dead. Now, that, maybe, he's talking about the Messiah, but he's also talking about the sons of God at the end time. That is, the Father will encapsulate himself in all these people that are going to come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. We all become sons of God. And then, they also will have life in himself. This is the privilege and the level of sonship of the Son of God, that's what it's calling out, telling us in this in these verses of John chapter five. In verse twenty-eight, the Lord went further and then declared the final one. We said, "Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming." Now, this the difference between this one and the other one is that the first one he said the hour is coming and is now is because he has come to demonstrate it. And he demonstrated that one. But in verse 28, he said, The hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Now, he's talking about the Son of Man in this time. He's talking about himself, the Son of Man. So he said, His voice. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So that's verse 28 and 29 was talking about Christ himself as the son of man is the one that's going to call all the dead back to life you see all that are in the graves not just some individual but the first verse 25 was talking about sons of God anyone that becomes a son of God they will have that liberty and privilege and the right to be able to call anybody out of the grave that's why I said he that here shall live they will call individual person out of grave. Even at the same time, God is going to make that happen. The manifestation of the sons of God. So to make you to see that we have authority over death. It's really what this exhortation is all about. Christ has given the authority to the church over death. And in every many many Bible verses is revealing to us that he, is, he has given to us this liberty. You saw even long life that we talked about in the previous sermon when God said in Psalm 91 verse 16 with long life will I satisfy him that is we are to live long life until we are satisfied until we are satisfied because if somebody is in, the, in their 90s and they want to die then they are, their will is 
want to go. But if they are in their 60s, in their 40s, in their 30s, they are not satisfied, they should just resist the devil and say, no, I'm not satisfied. And we have a say in this, is what I'm trying to point out. Every individual saint of the Most High God, we have a say in whether we want to go or not, don't want to go. In fact, Apostle Paul gave out example, he said that he was in a strait between two to go or not to go. We have a say in this. Then he said he decides to stay with them and still wish to exhort them more. But if somebody wanted to go and that means his will to die, even the doctors will tell you if they are willing to die, they will die. But a strong will to live will live. Even if they are sick on their sick bed, a strong will to live. And God honored that strong will. Why? Because that is the right of humanity on earth. We have the say in this. Even any unbeliever that has a strong will to live will get out of that sick bed by the medicine because a strong will to live will help him to live. So that is very important that we saints of God must have a, we must know that we have a say in this. We have to be satisfied as God has said those that dwell in the sacred place even in the Old Testament with long life will I satisfy thee. Then if somebody has not have a long life we have the authority to insist that he live and not die especially if there's accident if they are in, the, in their prime in their youth we have the say in this to insist that he must not die and the lord god will make it up why because we are the police the sins of god are to police the earth he has given us the authority as sons of the most high god to subdue this earth and the lord jesus christ said he has delegated that authority to his body the church and every member of the body of christ have that authority over things on this earth, including over death, including over sicknesses, including over Satan and all satanic forces. That is what we are pointing out in this exhortation. And you can see another example here, even in the, in the, in the Old Testament, you see even the patriarchs. In the book of Genesis, chapter 49, even the patriarchs, you can see when they grew old and they were so old and they just gave up the ghost. Here's an example of uh, Jacob. Who walked with God that, day, that was changed his name to Israel. In Genesis chapter 49, you see after Jacob has grown old and he was about to go, he called all his sons together. When Jacob was about to go, he called all his sons together in Genesis chapter 49 and blessed all of them and said, Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that we shall befall you in the last days. But in verse 33 is what I'm going to say. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet unto the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. How simple like that, that he was ready to go and he just lied down and just left. That was those who walk with God. He said, with long life will I satisfy. He was satisfied with life. And he was ready to live. And then he just gathered his feet on the bed and left. To make us to see that we have a say in when we are ready to go. We have a say in this. And if somebody is not satisfied with long life, resist the devil and tell the father, I'm not ready to go yet. Let me give you another testimony that I wanted to say in the last time that I've almost forgot. In this episode somebody was in the room and I found myself in this vision and a fellow that looked like a, a Christian brother was in his room and I must have gone there to 
talk to him or to pray for him. And as I was about to leave his house, a death angel came by and wanted to take, and I saw this death angel came by just like a, a spirit, let's call him a man. He came by and I said, what do you need? I was at the door of this, my Christian brother. What do you need? He said, he came to, call, to pick up, to take this man away. So I, I talked to my friend, I said, well, hey, this man wanted to take you away. You want to go? I was talking from the outside, you know. And that man, that brother shook his head and said, I'm not ready to go. So I told this dead angel or whatever it is, I said, well, you hear him, he's not ready to go, leave him alone. And I was leaving. So this dead angel wanted to turn back, then he changed his mind and said, well, he wanted to force it. So he just turned to this man, was pointing his finger to this man to, to take him by force. And I looked back and I saw that he was pointing his finger to this my Christian brother to take him by force. And I just pointed my finger at that dead angel and said, I said, leave him alone. So he was pointing to that man, I was pointing to the dead angel by my finger. Commanding, speaking in tongues. And that dead angel just removed his hand and fled. Because the, my finger that was pointing to him was an arrow to that dead angel. And he just left the man and just fled. Then I woke up. And I said, oh gee, what's the Lord telling me with that vision? The Lord is telling me that we have authority to resist death. To resist death. Even for somebody else. We have authority over spirits. So that was what God is telling us in that vision. And it gave me all these understandings because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And he said, add to your faith, knowledge. God was just giving this knowledge so that we can add to our faith so that we know to insist. But we are going to Continue this in the next broadcast. Write to the Gospel Distribution Post Office Box 71027 Phoenix, Arizona 85050. Gospel is our website www.gospeldistribution.org. God bless you.